0: Pew, pew,
1: pew, 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 pew. Okay, so let's move seamlessly now.
2: Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just
0: want to devour your God. This is like some gravity treatment. M-O-L-M-M. That what? feels but I'll take it. No, that's true. Don't look at it. Up. <laughs> don't look it up, and
2: don't that you. is made for undiscerning days.
1: I'll just auto-tune that, put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. <laughs> <Please>. All right. <laughs> Six hours later. Y'all
2: done Goddamn paying <laughs> me.
3: <laughs>
2: ben, I would very much like for you to pull the Metal Crusher song from the soundtrack under my intro, uh, because it rips. So I'll give you a moment to just uh, cue that right up. Yeah, no, I have it right here. Uh, oh. Beep pop, boop. <laughs> perfect you're a genius thank you so much all right here we go hey welcome back everybody to men of low moral fiber the show that finds itself filled with determination knowing the mouse might one day find a way to heat up the spaghetti i am your host corrigan vaughn joined as always by these two brothers who just showed up one day and asserted themselves Ben and jason helms hey guys
0: <laughs> hey i'm very assertive that's
2: <laughs> good <laughs> you are assertive uh. uh and today we're also joined as a very special treat somewhat against her will by my extremely shy little sister ed hi ed Yay! Woo-hoo! Yeah. also known as erin but mostly ed yes mostly well, ed. you know whatever <laughs> what about ronnie oh ronnie good throwback ronnie yep <laughs> This month we journeyed to the underground and squared off with ghosts, monsters, killer robots, and a doggo not being the goodest boy in the 2015 indie RPG Undertale, a game which asked us to struggle with the age old question: pacifism or genocide? Yeah. What we chose might surprise you. So let's get to it, shall we? Hello, everyone.
0: <laughs> that was a great intro, Courtney. <laughs> oh, wow. It was so good. Thank
4: you. My first
0: thoroughly. intro. Was that a segue? <laughs> oh. <laughs> What is a in the Christmas one? episode? Market Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Hello. Look at all these siblings oh. here.
0: Oh. Right. Brother against brother. Sister against sister.
2: Oh, we should have made like a trivia
3: contest for this too. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> I was thinking we should have Ken Burns narrate it. <laughs> in
1: 1893, uh, the podcast that pitched
0: brother against brother. Mm, yeah, you know, he doesn't one do one. his own narration. I, I feel bad about this
1: i i just feel yeah, embarrassed that, that i said it now I it should have been back dear liza the battlefront rages or something like know. that Wait, more that's letter good yeah Tem- there we, we go now we're like.
2: now we're on board with old kenny again um yeah. hi we played a game called undertale yeah we did it's true it's true <laughs> uh and we played it as i said in the introduction with my dear little sister ed who um ed is this your first podcast Absolutely! Nice! Oh my gosh! She That's is amazing. the classic Welcome. longtime listener, first time caller. Yay! Ah,
3: oh, you stole the words out of my mouth. I meant to say so, my so sorry. Oh. Oh. I'm so sorry. Oh,
2: it's crazy. okay. They're, my moment. They're already anyways. fighting.
1: <laughs> oh, this is great. I oh, think Corey's okay. winning
2: because she stole it. It's so. childhood all yeah. yeah. yeah, over again. He points to Corey. You can say it's it, and Ben funny. can just edit out that I said it.
3: That's true. And I That's say true. a bunch of things at the end so I feel witty,
0: and then just edit it. Just pile them all, intersperse
2: it into randomly
3: content. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'll That's send you a genius. separate recording later.
0: <laughs> Excellent yeah, yeah. point, Corey. <laughs> ah, that oh. really harkens back to the 19th century version of the lyrical ode. Does it not? <laughs> that can go anywhere. Perfect. <laughs> just put that anywhere. And know. then just silence, because none of us
1: can, can catch yeah. up with that level <laughs> of genius. Uh, and then back to whatever we were talking about.
0: I like it.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Undertale. The game I have yep. the biggest love-hate relationship with. In the history mm. of mm. time. But I feel like this is probably the closest we've had to consensus of actually liking a game. Yes! Am I yeah, right? Yeah,
0: probably. And, this, and this, was, this was my game. This was the game that I wanted to yeah. share with Jason, you. Jason, yeah. this means because... we all love you. You've Thank earned you. our love. Thank <laughs> you. Finally. After all
2: these years.
0: Uh, my affection. Yeah, wow. Take it, Jason. Now, if only I could get my father's. <laughs> so... Buy him a Switch. The the reason I wanted to to play this game with you is that I've become obsessed with JRPGs. And I had not uh, played this game before. JRPG, short for Japanese Role Playing Game. But I knew that this was a game, an American game, heavily inspired by JRPGs. And I thought, you know, hey, if, if Corey and Ben like this game, then maybe we can play some of the games that inspired it. Maybe they'll get excited about those, too, and we'll go check them out and we can talk about what it takes in them and what it doesn't. Uh, so I'm so excited that you like it because that means maybe someday we'll play Earthbound uh, or Mother 3 or something like that. Uh, so thank you guys for playing it.
2: Yeah,
1: man.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Oh.
2: Well.
1: Definitely. I don't know if we're ever going to play Motherbound 4 or whatever, but <laughs> I'm really excited to play more games like this. We'll see.
2: By the way, just as an aside, I'm sorry to sort of shirk hosting, but My computer is running really slowly, so it's probably best if someone else follows the outline instead of me. Because every time I try to load the Google Doc, it freezes everything.
0: I'll
1: take the lead. (laughs) Sorry about that. Jason, take the wheel. I
2: was
3: not sent an outline, so I believe that my responsibility is at zero. You
0: nailed it. See, we worry that sending an outline to our guests would make them think that they were actually responsible for something. And I'm barely responsible for anything, Um, and I'm here every week. Exactly. So today, we're, in today's podcast, uh, we're going to talk about gameplay. Uh, we're going to talk about the actual plot of the game and what it looks like. We're going to talk about the development. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Um, and of course, we'll get to drinks. We'll get to songs. We'll get to what we're playing next week. But first and most importantly, what does we all think? Corey, you mentioned that we had some divided thoughts. Mm. So, Ed, <clears throat> you seem a shy person. <laughs> Tell us before we risk anything. Thanks, Jason. What Mm. did you think of Undertale? Well,
3: I finished it about an hour and a half ago.
0: Fresh thoughts. (laughs) And
3: (laughs) this is my hot, hottest of hot takes. Mm. Uh, Quite frankly, I enjoyed it and I was furious for most of it. (laughs) And... uh, it was it was honestly a struggle that I was a little upset that I was put through, and I uh, just finished.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. It's all Jason's fault.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this was some uh, elective work <laughs> that I didn't know I was going to be putting so much effort into. But yeah, it was it was worth it, worth doing. So thank you.
0: Well, thanks for joining us for this. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Had you ever played anything like it? Um,
3: I feel like I've dabbled, and I also played uh, Friends of Ringo. Hey, I ah, it, that, so uh, good after listening to your podcast, well, actually listening to 30 minutes of your podcast, then playing it, and
2: then coming back. Which, by the way, I think I might have mentioned that according to Switch, she played much more of that game than I did. Nice. (laughs) All
0: right, Corey, shut up. Ben, shut up. Me and Ed are just talking Ringo now. That's it. That's the the right (laughs) thing. This is what he's been waiting for all this time. Oh, my big, beautiful boy, Ringo.
3: (laughs) That was such a good game, man. That's so good. I I couldn't bring myself to play it again because I felt so... uh unsettled at the end of it but i loved the first run through
0: ringo's story was done how could you play it again
3: there were some bits there were some friends i didn't get to really thoroughly enjoy there
0: was but but that's what happened with ringo that's true
3: yeah i mean there was (laughs) there was no change in that tale so (sighs) what a a story there's another one coming out not from that same guy soon right
4: they in the news yeah, it's, hey. it's a, it's a shoot em up. In the
3: news. My friend literally what? just told me about it today, so it's uh, a you shoot a lot and apparently it's very difficult.
2: <laughs> I heard <laughs> it as like you shoot a lot like like y e s h u d a like the Yeshuda. Jewish name. And yeah. I was like, that's what it's called? You, sure. you shoot a
1: lot?
0: <laughs> yeah, you shoot a lot. It's already you shoot a, lot. a Russian a <laughs> person making
1: a Japanese game for Americans.
0: Was it possibly Arrest of a Stone Buddha? Yes, that's the one. I thought it was Yeshua, but mm-hmm. it could have been that.
1: It looks very good. <laughs> no, it
3: was uh, oh, you shoot bad. a lot. <laughs> <Pull in.
1: laughs> you shoot a lot.
3: Arrest of a Stone Buddha. Uh,
0: you shoot a lot. Three. Um. <laughs> Mother Four. Oh, man. He a shoots. Lot. Guys. A lot. <laughs> He shoots so much. It's this a lot. It's a great podcast so far. <laughs> but he also, it appears I'm that sorry. there's still a, a smoking button. What? Um, which is, the, the again, the best part of Ringo Ishikawa is the fact that there's a single button allocated to just smoking a cigarette.
3: I think that might have been most of my gameplay, was just sitting oh, on various benches smoking cigarettes.
0: Yeah.
2: cigarette. The best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reading some books. I think Jason and Ed clearly need yeah. to have their own podcast because they play games very similarly. <laughs> uh
3: I should have been on that
0: yes. podcast. Amen to that. You can come back for uh, the go. arrest of a stone Buddha, which we will be doing for uh, next month's <laughs> game and the game after that and the game after that. <laughs> FYI. Down. So the question was: so, oh, so Corey, yeah, Corey, <laughs> Ben. No, me. Ben, you still don't talk. I like taking over hosting duties, and this is fun. This is why I hosted for the first four years of the yeah. podcast. <laughs> He's gone mad
2: with power. <laughs>
0: Um, I have a head start. <laughs> uh,
2: this game, I am like still trying to compose my thoughts because it was very fun when it was very fun and then extremely frustrating when it was frustrating. Uh, and I will say, so the way that I play every game that we play on this show, as anyone who's listened to this for any length of time knows is usually with a lot of hints. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. super great at solving puzzles and things on my own. Uh, so I had gotten stuck early on. I can't remember which one was the first um, like, baddie that I got stuck at. Um, I mean, actually, it was right out the gate, because I started trying to run away or show mercy, like, immediately. But then I was like, oh, I guess this is not how you're supposed to play this game. So then I started killing things. So I was like, oh, I was like, it gave me the option to show them mercy. Why doesn't that do anything? I guess I have to kill stuff. And then like, when I hit my first, like, sort of bigger enemy and then I like googled like how do I beat this they were like are you in pacifist mode or genocide mode and I was like wait what yeah oh I had a choice so I played like I tried to play pacifist mode the rest of the game knowing that I was not going to get the pacifist mode ending but just feeling better about myself yeah (laughs) by doing it that way uh and that kind of came around to bite me at various points later on, making it incredibly difficult for me to advance. But all that to say, there were things that I felt very triumphant about. Like there are certain puzzles in it that like, I was actually very good at solving and the music was amazing. So I was enjoying like the journey. And also this game is probably the funniest game I've ever played in my life.
1: It's up there, especially with no like voice acting.
2: Right? Yeah. It's just, like- uh-
1: Two moments of voice Two acting. Two
2: moments of voice acting Thank as I you. learned from that video because I did watch it. Yeah.
1: Thanks for correcting me on the video that I sent
2: you both. <laughs> I watched a video. <laughs> ben sends us videos all day, every day, and gets about like okay, a 3% response rate. Can we
3: can we pause on that real quick? Because what? I didn't watch this video.
0: Yeah. You you didn't know, didn't oh, video? it's really good. It's uh, We'll send it to <laughs> you afterwards. Okay. It's 10 facts about um, okay. Yeah. Undertale.
3: Oh, okay. And there's some voice acting uh, right there.
0: yeah. yeah. And, and most of them are really quick, and then it does like a 10 minute spot on WD we'll Gaster. Get there. So, Ed, real quick, what are your thoughts on WD Gaster?
3: Well, I think they did their best work in this game.
0: Wait, okay, <laughs> <Good> guys, <call. laughs> this is
1: why we have an outline. We're, okay, we did, We're we did the intro, <laughs> then we do the quick hitter, like preview, and then we do hey, development. Then hey. we tell people what the <laughs> game sorry, is. You, is this a board game we've been playing?
2: Uh, you would you have oh. traded that moment? Ben, <laughs> exactly. come on. We'll come back to good old games. <laughs> ben just Wing is ben. annoyed because he had <laughs> to rearrange all this later. Yeah,
3: exactly. I know. The, the look of frustration on Ben's face makes me feel real bad.
0: Don't, don't rearrange. Just roll with it. Roll with us. Tell me, Ben, what did you think of this game?
1: Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, I would say, similarly to Corey, I felt very lost the first hour or so. I think, Jason, I called you and was like, Am I supposed to be killing everyone as much as I am?
2: Did you know that there was like a pacifist and a genocide mode beforehand?
1: So in that phone call, like, so 90 minutes in, I was like, am I supposed to be killing people? And he's like, uh, you can if you want. I was like, oh, is this the game you mentioned like a year ago? That was
2: exactly my thought. When I looked it up, I was like, oh, shit. I remember Jason telling us this. It all came back. Ages ago. So quick
3: interjection. They do inform you very quickly. Um, What? You know, you fight the dummy. Okay. And then you fight Toriel or whatever. And I couldn't, you know how the first button you hit is act and I made that mistake many times. And so I I killed
2: doing that over and over.
3: I killed Toriel and I was like, that's too sad. (laughs) So I reset and then I spared her and then I got busted out by the flower. saying, Oh, I see what you did. And I was like, ah, I understand now. And then that was how I I understood my path from then on.
0: Yeah. Well, let's pause Ben real quick. So the flower actually understood that you had reset the game.
3: Me, yes. Yeah. The flower was like, nah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I just, I literally, I didn't even like, you know, go back and hit reset. Like I turned, I closed the game and then went back in and played. And it, after the, after I finished it, it was like, Ooh, naughty.
0: If you, uh, if you start like saving and reloading saves, which usually you can't do, but if you find ways around it to yeah. reload saves at one point, one of the characters will accuse you of being a dirty hacker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, like it's it's that kind of game it's really good and one last thing about that is um, it's not our last thing this is all we're gonna do um, if you do the genocide ending you don't get any other endings after that like, you have yeah. committed genocide that is your only uh, ending you have to play all it with other a endings account. will reference oh, that what? Yeah. hardcore
2: did we you are marked for life did we explain the plot of this game at all yet we haven't explained anything yet okay. Ah,
0: we'll get there Ben <laughs> what'd you think
1: yeah I liked it a lot I thought it was really good um <laughs> <laughs> I was sad that it was like black or white. I felt like I lost the game because I, I didn't pick
0: genocide or pacifist. So first playthrough, you actually can't choose pacifist. You have to get the neutral ending first, and then you yeah. can reload your last save. If you played pacifist and get the pacifist ending. So you, you did just fine then. Wait, uh, I think everybody's in the same page. Everything, everybody's there. Ed! I'm what you
3: sorry. I'm so sorry. I have a question about that. Cause that confused the heck out of me. Did, you know, you end it and it's a mess. And then you go back and it's like, talk to these people. Could I have talked to those people first and gotten a positive ending? Or was there no way for me to know about those Sorry, people? Which people? Uh, Undine. Um, uh, who is the bone guy? Papyrus. Papyrus. So it it basically ended and then told me, hey, go talk to these people. And then I went on the date and then I made friends with Undine. And then I went back and it ended.
2: Wait, so you didn't go on mm. the date when you played through the first time, not till after?
3: Yeah, because I oh. just didn't know to go to his house. I was not reading properly or something.
0: So I I think what it was saying is like, hey, you missed out on the date. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so we did the date during, and so we didn't miss out, so it just took us to the ending. So it's just the same thing, just in a different Interesting. way. Interesting. Oh, mm. but then
3: I still got a pacifist ending, though, so that confuses me. Or did I not? I mean... You got a full pacifist ending? I got thing? like a full-on... As far dag as I know, a hardcore. Dag yo. I am impressed.
1: See, that's the another thing is that I started you saw the
0: Sun, then that's a pacifist ending. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, dag yo. I started looking up how to get the pacifist ending. It was like, you can't do it on the first playthrough. And it's like, well, you have to make sure you do this and you say no yep. to this person and you yep. spend this much money yep. here and you go back and do this. And you talk to the guy in the boat and he takes you back here and you go on three dates with this guy and two dates with that person and one date on this person. I was like, if I mess one of those things up and I get in a medium ending again <laughs> and it takes me nine hours, like I'm I'll just watch it on YouTube. But apparently, you can do it. Apparently, you can can do it. On the first time through. Ed is the best of us. Well, Well, as
3: long as you skip your date, you can go back and you can do it. So,
0: yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Neglect folks. I'm so
2: impressed. And it'll get better. Good job, Ed.
0: All right. Thanks. So, so let's jump into this game a little bit. Oh, also, uh, my experience with the game. I loved it, it was great. Um, I was not as confused, I think, as Ben and Corey, uh, mainly because I played tons and tons of JRPGs. (laughs) And it's pulling from a lot of those tropes, so a lot of the things it was doing was was really normal for me. Uh, So we can touch on those when we get into actual gameplay stuff. Uh, Let's go through development and the actual plot of this game, though. Yes, please. Tell us about it. This game is uh, mainly the work of one person. Um, And in order to understand that, I need to take you back to October 11th, 1991. (laughs) I'm recovering from the heavy hangover of my 10th birthday party. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, We went bowling. And a young Toby Fox was being born. That's right. He is a decade and a day younger than me. And Toby Fox is a real interesting nerd, as nerds go. And I myself consider—I consider myself a connoisseur of nerds. Uh, Toby cut his teeth. Makes it sound on, like you collect their like hands or something, or maybe their souls. I, I dabble. <laughs> I'm a connoisseur of nerds. <laughs> Yikes! So. Toby Fox it throughout the uh the 90s played lots of classic JRPGs particularly Super Nintendo ones uh and lots of imports like I want to know his story and how he got into weird games that did not come out in the U.S.
2: yeah there's got to be some like family thing there you know
0: some weird connection well and and another version of it is did he play these in the 90s did he get into them in he it says that he got it into Earthbound ROMs in high school and so that would have been in the 2000s you know a decade after Earthbound came out. So he got into a lot of these games um, and uh, then started play- making his own games in Game Maker Studio, making his own uh, RPGs uh, in RPG Maker, just for fun, never finished any, and then decided to make Undertale. Made a short uh, draft of it, a little demo. It got circled around. People seemed to dig it, so he made a Kickstarter, hoped for $5,000 just to kind of give him some money so he could do it in his free time. He got 50000 uh, took <laughs> off and uh, the game became a huge hit. He initially planned for it to come out in 2014. After getting all the money and the game kind of growing beyond its initial scope, uh, it came out in 2015. And it originally was just going to be a game for you know PC, Mac, Linux, that kind of thing. Suddenly, people wanted it on PlayStations and Xboxes and Switches and everything else. And he didn't necessarily have all the uh, Technical ability to do that, uh, nor did uh, Game Maker Studio, the thing he made it in. So he had to expand beyond all of those, and it was, it is just an amazing story of indie success. I don't think we've covered anything like it. Just somebody making it in their basement with a few friends, giving art assets and music assets and things like that.
2: And as it sort of expanded beyond, you know, what he had initially created, and onto all those other things like Switch and all that, did this blossom into a larger studio or was he still doing all of this stuff by himself even as it grew beyond what he had expected
0: so a lot of the things i read about it were ambiguous on that point uh from what i can tell it seemed like he made it and then other studios would um uh, other distributors would uh create the translations of it, the ports. Oh, okay,
2: yeah. Uh, so I
0: don't. I, I think he was involved in the ports, but he was not designing them from scratch in his basement like he did with the other things. Sure. <laughs> uh, there's a sequel coming out, Delta Rune. The first chapter is available. You can download it on Switch. I believe it's free for Switch, so you can go check it out now. Um, but he hopes that that first chapter is just to to wet your your taste, and uh, that's not the way to say it. Yeah. Nope. Um, but <laughs> just to get you interested, and uh, then after that you'll buy the entire game when it comes out. It's not going to be required released as chapters but let me jump into i think what's what's really interesting about this game is not just his story but also the story of all the games behind it Uh, we're not going to be able to go into all of them by any means Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the gameplay and then kind of where each of those elements are coming from so the gameplay it's very very simplistic graphics uh looks eh, maybe 16-bit but it could be even 8-bit um you interact with different characters as you go around, it's a really charming, light, cartoony art style. And there's often kind of combat sequences. And in these combat sequences, they are these little mini bullet hells. Uh, if you've never played a, a bullet hell or you never heard that term, 1941 is a good example of that kind of game. Space Invaders? Space Invaders is, is like the, the first introduction. I to feel that. like
2: just as if you're like me and you don't have any idea what this is and had to Google it, that's probably the easiest description
0: of what sure. <laughs> this yeah. means. But continue. Uh, so imagine you, you control like a little uh, vehicle of some kind and there's a bunch of bullets coming at you and you have to avoid them. Uh, sometimes you can shoot back, sometimes you can't. Mm. Depends on the bullet hell. Um, all right, and then uh, there is, you know, but, but there are other combat options, right? You can just attack. Uh, you can uh, talk to people. Sometimes you can pet a dog. You can do all kinds of things. There's all these other yeah. options in there. Uh, you can also just have other interactions that aren't combat. You can talk to people and choose different dialogue options and uh, things like that hug and flirt and tease and shimmy at people. That's great. That's oh, shimmy is great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so where's all this coming from? So the, the actual kind of shell, the framework for this is coming from JRPGs, uh, but more specifically the mother series of video games. Uh, this is a three video game series that started in the late eighties and ended in 2006 with mother three. Um, But only one of them was actually translated when it originally came out, and that was the game Earthbound, which was originally Mother 2 in Japan. Uh, This is a game that takes place in a kind of uh, maybe 70s, 80s America. It's a very stereotyped America. It's kind of fun. I think it's called Eagle Land. Um, (laughs) There's lots of cool, like, it's really fun to see your country um, displayed by, like, another person, somebody who didn't grow up there.
2: That's why Universal Studios Japan is the best in the world. That makes sense. America themed. That's awesome. And it's hilarious.
0: (laughs) Is the fight mechanic
1: like a standard RPG fight mechanic or does it play with it like this? Yes.
0: So, no, Earthbound is is, a standard fight mechanic. Now, it does have the optional act kind of thing. Oh, okay. But those are are typically uh, premeditated things. So, for instance, one of your characters can pray. And when the character prays, you get like a very, very minor health boost it can help you at the beginning of the game but by the time you're getting to the last half of the game it's so minor that it doesn't matter you've leveled up and all of these things and it's typical jrpg in the sense of leveling up but uh rather than magic you have psychic abilities um or just like a wrench that you can hit somebody with uh the main character ness has a bat you may remember him from super smash brothers that's where that character comes from
2: i don't but i'll i'll take your word for it thank you yeah
0: (laughs) So it's it's a really light-hearted, fun game with cool Technicolor stuff. Like, you fight trees. Um, there's also cool mechanics. Like, uh, here's one subtle one. Your, your HP, right, your life power, is on a rolling thing. Like, one of those old alarm clocks where, like, the, the things tick by, the little numbers tick by. What that means is that your HP runs out slowly. So if you get hit with, like, 100 HP damage, it's going to take a little while for that to actually come off of the dials and you can kill the other enemy before it rolls off. And so it actually incentivizes you attacking quickly. And it's something you can learn how to game. The game wants you to do that. It's very fun. So that was a big influence, but the real influence there is partially the art style and kind of the general um, emotional state of the game, meaning it both feels very light and there's an intense darkness within it. So Etoy. Uh, is, Uh, The creator of the Mother series talked about the influence that that helped him create the villain of uh, Mother 2, Gaiigas. This kind of absolute evil that never has a face, is very just nebulous. And he talked about being a kid and walking into a movie theater and seeing this old uh, Japanese movie Uh, when he was a kid. You know, just walking into the matinee and there was a rape scene being depicted and it was depicted, you know, lots of things implied, off-scene, you know, it wasn't you know graphic, but it was in the implication that all of a sudden he saw evil for the first time. And it was that idea of having absolute evil happening kind of off-screen that really connected with him. And it, and it happens throughout the Mother series. That everything's light, everything's nice, it's fun, parody, cute, uh, there's like Blues Brothers references, it's a very weird game, and yet there's this force of absolute evil behind it. And I think all of that kind of comes into uh, Undertale, of this feeling of lightness, of fun, it's silly, and yet there's this sense of darkness and evil hovering behind it the entire time, that really uh, puts the the lightness into relief. Uh, the other influences would be the Megami Tensei series and all of the games that spun off of that, including Persona. What about Shin Megami Tensei? Good call. Well, Megami Tensei, as we all know, means uh, the Goddess Reborn, of course. <laughs> um, and Shin Megami Tensei means True. Rebirth of the Goddess, or true reincarnation of the Goddess. It is the sequel to Megami Tensei. Uh, Ben, I know for a fact that you don't want me to go into the relationship between these games and Persona. Okay, so I'm going to avoid it.
1: I didn't even know I didn't want that yet.
4: (laughs) Okay,
0: here we go. But I believe Uh, no, you don't, Um, dude. It's so weird. There was a series of books, and the first Megami Tensei is a sequel to the books. And the books had their own sequels that went off after it. So it's like, for the third Hunger Games, if somebody made a video game of the third Hunger Games before the book came out. was Game of Thrones. And then those books kept coming out, and the games kept coming out, but then they just went completely different tracks. So like Game it's of a Thrones. a weird series. Good point, Corey. Very, yeah. very like Game of Thrones. So... Corey, you may remember uh, a couple episodes ago, I had you read a uh, GIF, a screenshot that I had taken.
2: I did, yeah.
0: And it was, do you remember anything about it, Corey? Uh,
2: I remember it said something along the lines of, if you're such hot shit, (laughs) but I don't, yeah, that's all I remember. Crush this
0: rock with your bare hands. Crush this
2: rock with your bare hands, that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah.
0: So the the Shin Megami Tensei series, and that was from Shin Megami Tensei 1. Um, has you uh, fighting demons, but you can also talk to the demons and interact with them. And they say weird stuff, like, if you think you're such hot shit, crush this rock with your bare hands. And you have the option to crush the rock with your bare hands or don't. And I was like, that's weird. (laughs) Evidently, I can crush a rock with my bare hands. Um, That was another big influence on this. The idea of being able to talk to your enemies. Yeah. And have them interact with you and have them have personalities and characters and have options of what you would do. So that's another big influence. The third big influence is the Tohu uh, or Tohu uh, series of games. And I had Ben and Corey download this. Maybe I told them to play it. Anyway, it's Bullet Hell Game. Um, this is a, a very long running series of Bullet Hell games. Lots of bullets come at you. And uh, it's fun. Uh, you dodge some stuff, shoot some stuff. Uh, by the way, my favorite Bullet Hell game ever is Girl Jail. And someday I will talk to you all about that (laughs) Hmm. because it is amazing, amazing feminist work of art. OK, there's other influences. Chrono Trigger is a big influence. uh, Super Mario RPG, lots and lots of stuff. Uh, And he learned these and Toby Fox learned these by making uh, Earthbound ROMs and uh, making hacks of them. Uh, The Earthbound uh, hacking community is probably one of the most robust game hacking communities I've ever seen. I uh, ran across a ROM uh, a couple months ago called Equestria Bound, where they had hacked Earthbound, so it's all My Little Pony characters. And it's still the same game. They just changed the names and the icons. And, like, all the things you interact with to now be My Little Pony.
2: You know, the thing is, you always talk about these communities doing these kinds of things with games, but I don't really have any experience with them myself. So, actually, when I watched that video that Ben sent us earlier today, that was the first time I'd really seen, like, how people go inside of a game and like figure all this stuff out. Cause one thing that always gets me is I'm like, how it like, if it had not been explained in that game, in that video, I would be sitting there watching it going, how does this person know all this stuff? How many hours of this game did they play to figure out like, if you like pet this dog long enough, its head, its neck grows really, really long, yeah. and, you know, all <laughs> this, like, one. you know, I, and that's always been the case, is I've just not understood how people figure this out, and so then to think, like, oh, people are actually, like, going in the game and, like, looking and, like, retooling it and making it into these other things is, I was like, oh, this is what we're talking about here, that's really interesting, that you could pull out and be like, okay, I looked in in the game and I can see this music only comes up once ever or, you know, the name of this, this character file is this, uh, and that gives us a hint.
1: Even the website yeah. of the, of the game where you inspect the HTML, of the website, just the homepage. And it has a hidden, a hidden OG file, I think, and a hidden message, uh, and just written in HTML and, and just non-readable text or whatever there. But yeah, just stuff like that made this game way cooler than just like, Oh, it's a fun little story. But like, The fact that one person made it and had complete control over all of this stuff, and they had all these hidden things that they knew if you were looking for random sprites or hidden things, and you then played the game, they had a character call you a hacker. Like, yeah, it just seems like it sees
0: everything, and for everyone, it's a different game,
1: which is really rare too.
0: And one of the amazing things is I'm not sure that we always know how much he intended. Totally. Hmm. So like, there's this entire kind of like urban legend almost about this character I referenced earlier, Ed, named WD Gaster. He's referenced a couple times in the game text itself where characters will reference the doctor before... What's the Triceratops doctor named? Alphys. Alphys. Yes, Alphys. Uh, that, that the, the scientist before Alphys was Dr. Gaster. There's a couple characters in the game who actually reference Dr. Gaster. And that's it. It's just kind of a random thing. But if you get into the code itself, you can find that there are rooms that were like deleted from the game where you can run into someone... Who uh, they're they're never named. They're just this weird, creepy icon, and it just throws you off. But their icon is named like Mystery Man Twelve or something like that. And then you figure out that these people are that reference Gaster are actually their icons are named follower of Mystery Man. You're like, oh wait, that must be Gaster W, and it's W D Gaster because we find out from this other thing, and we can do the uh, Bible code on it. And figure out that this is a reference to... uh, It becomes very, very complex. There's also a hint written in... In Wingdings. (laughs) Wingdings.
1: And WD. Hence WD for Gaster. Because Wing, Ding, and then Aster is another font. And then you have Sans and Papyrus. All these fonts. Amazing. And Aster's also a flower.
2: Yeah. And maybe that's why the flowers are so important to it. Like, it's so many layers deep, but maybe also not at all what was intended.
0: Yeah. And so this is one more artifact of the fact that it was made by one person (laughs) who was not, you know in a sense like the most proficient coder sure. you know this is his his first real game that he's making.
1: He's also a year and a half after his original release date so everything in the game is basically is running late which is amazing that it is this finished and who knows how many patches were five years after it, it was released but right. still.
0: Well it amazes me that he did things like having the dog's neck clean yeah. when he's under that time crunch like he still cared yeah, he still totally. wanted new things he wanted to expand on it and do this stuff it's such a cool story I, l- I love Toby Fox's story And so, yeah, it's unclear how much of this is supposed to be cool urban legend that Toby Fox was, like, nefariously creating. We know he loves these mysteries, like the hidden HTML on his website. Uh, And how much of it was just stuff he cut? Uh, My guess is it's a little bit of a combination, but that's also kind of the best part, is it's really smart to realize this thing I cut, hey, it actually provides a cool mystery. Let's see what we can do with that
3: like in a them. in a very uh, basic sense there were things that were not at all thinly veiled that i didn't catch onto for a very long period of right. time like as they're talking about ah the human soul that can exist outside of its <laughs> body and then i was like oh that's literally what I'm right. fighting with. That's the heart I'm fighting with. And <laughs> yeah. it was it was like after processing that information multiple times, I was like, oh, I get it. Right. Okay, totally. That, that could have clicked a little sooner. Yeah. <laughs> Story but, of my life. Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't even looking deep. I was just trying to get the surface. Yeah. Well, that's the
2: thing is I think there's a lot to this game as you're playing it that you realize it is telling you various things. But when you're just kind of, I mean, I tend to be when I play stuff, especially, and I've said that, this before when we're playing it trying to finish something for the podcast I tend to try to blow through things and like just like okay I gotta I gotta beat this game so I gotta do A, B, C, and D and that makes it so that maybe I'm not paying as close attention to a lot of those details but that is the funny thing about this game like you said is that things repeat and after a while you're like oh, oh okay I see what you're telling me there and that's kind of a fun element of it like it, it doesn't he Toby doesn't want you to miss these things is like, it's kind of, it's kind of fun and cute, isn't it? Like pay attention. Uh, There's, there's a lot I'm trying to show you in this game. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep digging it in there and (laughs) it'll be fun.
0: (laughs) One last thing about development. And then let's just go on to like the plot of the game and then just your stories about playing it. Things you noticed, things that were fun, things that were cool, things you hated. I especially want to get into the things you hated because I know Corey and Ben both had like really mixed feelings about this game that I, I completely understand. All right, so the last thing i want to say about the development is again this is kind of a love letter to 90s jrpgs and the fact that this game then later got released for playstation for ps vita got a japanese localization and became a hit game in japan hmm. so toby fox huh. is a celebrity eh. in japan and he's gone to, like, various game things. He's done, like, cool music, like, uh, surprise things that he does the music for a game or something like that or for, like, a DJ set. Like, he's living that life in, like, a really cool way. He should talk
2: to the guy who made Ringo Ishikawa and assure him that Japan is actually pretty cool. And not
0: disappointing.
4: Oh, man. I know. yeo has got to get out bummer. there.
0: <laughs> I, I, I want him to, to check it yeah. out. So I, I just think it's so cool that that uh, this love letter to Japan was well received. Yeah, that's neat. Uh, and that it's based on a love letter to America. Right. Right? That, that it's like this this really cool cross-cultural moment that's happening over 30 years. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, so let's jump into the plot itself. I'm going to try and go real quick and... Do it in, like, two minutes. Okay. You are a child, unnamed. You have to give them a name. They fall down a hole while climbing a mountain, and they are now in an underground where all the monsters live. Years and years ago, the monsters and humans fought. The child knows that the monsters were sent underground because the humans won that battle. So now the child meets a series of monsters, starting with a flower named Flowey, that teaches them that not everything is all that nice and happy. Flowey pretends to be nice and then attacks the child uh then you are saved by toriel who Corey has referenced earlier a monster who is very kind and motherly and goes along and actually uh presents you with a bunch of puzzles and then solves them before you have any chance to try them whatsoever because she is way too nice uh then you have to fight toriel to get loose so that you can go and just get into the dungeon and go fight some monsters uh you fight a series of monsters some of them are cute puppies that you just pet and that's fine and you don't have to fight him, and it's great. Uh, you solve puzzles, you make friends. You can fight him, though, if you want to. You can, absolutely. <laughs> you can murder everyone, Ben. <laughs> Sounds like you might have fought him.
2: <laughs> this is, he also killed the dog in, uh, what's that, uh, Life is Strange, so. Oh my
0: gosh, Ben only kills dogs.
2: I kill the dog? Yeah. Oh yeah, you throw him in traffic. That was yeah. so dark. My gosh. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. So, Uh, You fight a series of monsters, you solve a series of puzzles, Uh, then you fight the king of the monsters, Asgore, uh, who you find out just needs one more human soul to use to unlock the world of the humans and get back up, and along the way you find out that maybe the monsters got a raw deal. Uh, Maybe they're actually pretty nice people, and the humans were the jerks. And uh, at the end of the game, you fight Flowey. Uh, that monster from the beginning, he is the big bad. Uh, it's like the toughest fight ever, which I'm sure we'll get to. And you're like, hey, that was a fun game. And the game says, hey, maybe you could start it over and not kill so many people. <laughs> and then you start the game over, like Ed did, and you play through and you don't kill anyone, and you unlock something called the pacifist ending.
3: Wait, I gotta correct that later, though.
0: Please. Oh, with immediate no, no, correct. Now. No, no. you played got it. it. Yeah.
3: Oh, I played it through without killing anyone except i feel like the dummy but like i guess that didn't matter because it was pre when things matter i don't know and so i played Flowey, and then uh it gave me the hint and so i went back to my save literally at the door so i didn't have to play the full game again because i would not have (laughs) um and then i then i went on the dates and then I finished the game, and I got the full pacifist ending. So you
0: didn't start out. So. but that save only worked for you because you'd lived that pacifist life. Because yeah, that save I was started a pacifist with a
3: pacifist. Save. So yeah, right. I guess you you can't you do have to because I looked it up as well since we were uh, discussing, and you yes. do have to still, regardless of how you've done the pacifist, you have to fight the flowey and then continue from there and redo the last part of it. But
0: so, and I've never seen it. My hope was to to say you know, hey, clearly none of us got the pacifist ending. Let's uh, maybe go play this again in a year. <laughs> We'll check in <laughs> when, like, right, we've forgotten okay. all this, and we could do the pacifist ending. No, don't, sorry, like, you did it on the first run. That's amazing. So, Ed, tell us about the pacifist ending.
3: Uh, I have some recordings that I can give oh, you. Oh, hey, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so, the pacifist ending, basically, you, Uh, well, I went back, met everyone, made friends, and then you, uh, when you go back through the door with Asgore, you... Tor- Toriel basically just, like, kicks him out of the way or, like, shoots him off the screen. Oh, nice. And then all your friends basically come and they chat with you and they're like, oh, hey, everything's really good. And then Flowey comes back in and then you have to fight him again. Uh, and then it turns... It, it, am I doing the ending? Yeah, yeah, good go for I it. I like you're doing it. the ending. Yeah, you, <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert.
4: Um,
3: Spoiler, alert.
4: Spoiler alert. Spoiler
3: alert. Spoiler alert. So as you defeat him, he becomes as re whatever the basically the son that died
4: is oh, who no his way. other form is. No,
0: I did not know that. That is a twist that is happening right now. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so yeah, he be-
3: he becomes that kid, um, or that that angry man and he wants you to uh, stay with him, basically. And so he... the, the long, long story short, he wants to prolong the fight because you're, like, his favorite person. And he doesn't Aww. want you to leave. But he also acknowledges that you aren't the original soul that they discuss. Because they're talking about how both of them basically died together. Or, you know, the child died. And you find out that you're not that kid. You're actually a different person named Frisk. Oh. And they just like you and they want the child around and uh, they'll be lonely without you and so eventually you convince them to stop (laughs) and you open the barrier and you and your friends enjoy the sunlight and then you have a lovely credit sequence of seeing what everyone did in the the new world
2: that's so
1: melancholy Mm Like a Sandlot ending where it's like, Toriel, open up an ice cream shop.
3: <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. Like, Toriel like a, uh, has a school uh, and the little uh, oh, monster kid is there. And uh, Asgore is trimming hedges. Huh. And they say what the various creatures that you fought are doing. And I think they're in yellow if you...
1: Oh, that's awesome.
3: Completed, yeah. Like, if you, like, properly spared them, like, you didn't just flee. And then they're in white if you fled. Because I had a lot in white because I just got sure. a lot of
4: <laughs> fence. So oh, recall.
2: Interesting,
3: yeah, it was cute, Hmm. it was nice. Oh, and uh, and who is the bone guy again? Not Sam. Papyrus Papyrus,
1: Papyrus. uh,
3: Papyrus was riding like a convertible and Sam's was on like a motorcycle or something. And they're just enjoying the like fun in the sun. (laughs) It was lovely. I I enjoyed it, I was happy to experience that.
0: I (laughs) I can't wait to go replay it and get all the way through the passive and and push myself. Yeah, that is pretty pretty delightful,
2: and it has that same. (laughs) That that ending fight sounds like with Flowey sounds a lot like um kind of what happens with Toriel too, and these like very melancholy, like it really I have to release you and I'm sad about it, and I'm trying to keep you here for things that are my own purpose, but be free, you know. Oh. And it was extra
3: sad because they they were they got the form of that asriel asriel yes thank you oh, um yeah. <laughs> they got his form and he's like oh when i release you like i'm going to go back to being a flower because i'm gonna to have to let go of these souls because it took the other six souls and i'm not going to have empathy anymore and i'm not going to remember you and like just you have to let me go and it's just so sad and you like hug them <laughs> and give them this long embrace and it's just so precious oh you know, that sounds fantastic it's, it's very sweet yeah.
1: So that's one ending. What's the genocide ending like? Like what, yeah. what's no the cutscene? just I was hoping someone good. went
2: through and did it. We don't
1: have to worry about the underworld anymore. <laughs> good job. I'm a
2: little surprised Ben didn't, didn't do that. He likes to be a little bit of our chaotic evil here sometimes. But it's just
1: there's it a lot of
2: work.
0: <laughs> well, one thing I, should, I realized I forgot to say is that Asgore, the, the king of the monsters, is, uh, the, is married to Toriel. The person you met at the beginning. And they're, they're the king and the queen of the monsters. And that oh, they no. lost a child, Asriel who was wonderful and sweet and had yeah. tried to protect and save a human child, been attacked by humans for trying to protect yeah. them. And uh, I believe killed by humans, except not killed, turned into Flowey.
3: Yeah, like came back and then and all they say is collapsed. Yeah. And then it's implied that they died.
0: Yeah, but evidently not because they were Flowey. They were there the whole time. Uh, and they were trying to teach you about how things really work because they learned it.
3: Oh, and they did you guys also dive into Alfie's lab? Go on. Where it also kind of goes over the souls and stuff. Like if you if you go back through like Alpha's lab, um there's all these notes and things along yep. the walls that tell you about how they were experimenting with souls and how she found the flower and was like, oh, there's just one flower. It looks like we could possibly you know in- inject them with determination and then all of a sudden the flower's gone and that's the flower that plagues you and that's uh, the sun. <laughs> oh,
0: oh.
2: I did not did not come across that. No. <laughs>
1: That's amazing.
0: Also, one of, one of the fun running gags here is every time you get to a save point, it says that you're filled with determination because of something around you. And <laughs> it, at first it, it starts out, you know, pretty simply. It's like, you know, the, the prospect of the quest in front of you uh, fills you with determination and you refill all your HP. And then you uh, by the second or third one, you, you run across a, a mouse and some cheese and, or a mouse hole in some cheese. The, the thought that the mouse is eventually going to eat the cheese fills you with determination, and that refills your HP. By the end of it, it's uh, the idea that the, the mouse uh, will come out of the hole, uh, take the frozen cheese, uh, put it in the microwave, rewire the broken microwave to get it to work, uh, thaw out the cheese, and then eat the cheese, fills you with determination. <laughs> it's great. As this, this, It's one of my favorite running yeah. gags. It's, it's so silly and stupid. But to come back to determination and just the fun of this game.
1: Yeah.
3: Full Metal Alchemist also has a a split from the manga and the show. Mm. And then I wanted to interject because it also connects to one of my favorite quotes that Undine says when uh, Alphys is like freaking out about all the nerdy stuff that they like and they were like uh, (laughs) and they're just like, all of the things you watch are just nerdy crap, but you have passion and I care about that. (laughs) Ah. And so I felt like that that really I I felt identified with that because it feels like all of my friends who are like I really like you. I hate Everything that you like, but I really like you, <laughs> and so that's <laughs> that was their relationship, and I thought that was Aww. precious. Yeah, that is very
0: sweet. <laughs> Ooh. Looks good. One last gameplay mechanic, and then we can yeah. get into all the other things. Uh, which is every JRPG works the same way, uh, and most of them involve something called grinding. Oh my! Uh, grinding means killing enemies that you're higher level than, so that you can gain experience points, and as you gain experience points, you get new levels. Right. So you start at level four, you beat some level three monsters, and all of a sudden you're at level five and level six and go on because you can't fight the big bad monsters until so you get to level 50. So you got to work out those experience points along the way. This game tricks you into thinking it's like those games. And it relies upon that prior knowledge. It even calls them XP and LV.
2: Right.
0: Right? Experience yes. points and levels. And at the uh... end of the game, it says, oh, we never told you what those it- meant, by the way. You know what those were? So good. Ben, do you want to tell us what those were? EXP yeah. is execution
1: points. Oh, no. And love, or LV, is level of violence. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. So you gain both by killing monsters. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes yeah. you stronger. Yep. But at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> you gain love. I gained a lot of love in love this love. game. Love, love.
0: Love,
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: A lot. A lot of EXP,
0: for and sure. Th- that's the funny thing, is you could actually use that to make the game easier for yourself. Right. Right, You can grind in this game. So if you're having trouble beating somebody, gaining those LVs will give yourself more HP, right? More hit points. So you can get... It'll make it easier to get through a fight. Right. But again,
4: at
2: what cost? And that was the thing that I was saying was a struggle where I got to a point where I was like, okay, you know what? I am just going to kill this one because whatever. I'm going to get the same ending either way. So I might as well just kill this enemy. And I just didn't have enough of those points (laughs) To even be able to kill that enemy. So then I was just sitting there like, you know.
4: Yeah. It
2: it was like 20 or 30 tries with the little bit that I had in order to try to kill this. And it would kill me long before I got anywhere near there. So I was like, ah, shoot, this is a double-edged sword right here where I'm like, I'm in pacifist mode. Everything's great. And then when I'm finally like, I think I'm going to give it up. It was like, you can't. Sorry. You're stuck in pacifist mode because you don't have any points to try to defeat this thing.
1: I did have a, key, uh, a few times where I was stuck in a boss and it would go to the walkthrough and the walkthrough would be like, "Well, just get to like the 23rd time of the f- yeah. or like round of the fight and then you can spare them or you can hug them or whatever. I'm like, I'm lasting yeah. five rounds. I don't know what to do.
3: <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? I found a, a pacifist version of grinding, yeah. which is in okay. the uh, Temi village.
1: Oh, and, yes.
3: Uh, that was one thing that I looked online because I was like, I am so tired of getting murdered. <laughs> And so I went over there and you can use your uh, dog residue and then keep replicating it and then keep selling it for a like between one coin and up to like 16 coins, depending on what they bought. And so you have to get them through college first, which is a thousand coins. And then you depending on how many times you died, there's a. Pair of armor, right? And I had died so many times that it was That's already awesome. down to like eleven hundred. So I went and died one more time.
1: It starts at like twenty five hundred, I think, right? It starts.
3: I think it starts at like a nine nine
1: thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Yeah,
3: and then depending on when you get there and how many times you've been murdered, it gets cheaper. And so i have gotcha. been murdered so many times that it was feasible. But I spent at least an hour replicating dog residue just so I could continue this game and have fun with it, but it
0: still took a lot of food. Gosh, I love you so much. Ed. Like I'm just so clutch. I'm so impressed. I'm not as good of a person as you Uh, real quickly. uh, Temi village is a, a combination of two places from earthbound Saturn Valley and Tasmily village. Uh, Tasmily village has a lot of the functionality of Temi village uh, from earthbound, but the characters are the characters from Saturn Valley, which are these weird funky characters. I'm going to have to send you guys images of that just out of the blue, Everything in Earthbound is the same font, and then these people just speak in a completely different font. (laughs) And they say things like, boing, boing. Saturn goes zoom. Um, Like, they just don't talk the right way, and they're fantastic and beautiful. And (laughs) And I will protect them with my life.
2: (laughs) That's how I feel about just about everything in this game. I protect them with my life. Including uh, one of my favorite characters in this that only briefly comes up was Jerry. uh, Who is just kind of lame. Nobody wants to hang out with him and he just shows up to boss fights. So you're like fighting someone that's like, you know, Ice Queen is here. And Jerry came along and then everyone just ditches Jerry and he's like, hey. <laughs> that's there's a couple times where you end up coming across this. And there's one in my screenshots you can you can see of this. But oh, nice. yeah, he's just like this random monster that like is kind of a drag. I see him as kind of like the energy vampire from um what we do in the shadows it's, and it's just yes. like, he's just kind of like there. And like, there's more and more like you start and you like just fight this one boss. And then Jerry comes along and then there's like another guy and there's like three of them. And then you all leave Jerry behind. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and it's like poor Jerry. Aww. I love him.
4: <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> uh,
2: I just, the characters in this game are so delightful. Uh, and I just, yeah. I can't get enough of them. That's for sure. Of all the things, no matter how frustrated I was getting playing this game, I loved the journey of like meeting all the characters and hearing what they had to say and all of that kind of stuff. So it was just perpetually like I laughed out loud a lot. And I like, oh, you know, all these kinds of things <laughs> while experiencing it. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's unusual for me playing something.
1: Yeah, I think the ghost interaction, before you go to his house, what's his name? Nook's
2: like, something? Nook's something? Yep, Nook something? Nook Yep, Nook guy.
1: Tom, Tom um, Nook.
2: Tom Nook, yes. <laughs> it's, it's
1: Tom Nook. Oh, gosh. All I can think No, the first time you see him, we, where you start out in the, the caves or whatever, and he's just oh, kind of like, Eeyore yeah, vibe about yeah. him. It's the first time where I realized, not that, that you could do pacifist mode, that, but the game was more than just like an RPG where you fight and kill everybody until right. you die. And then you go to his house and you can like play his records and you can like sit on the ground and do acid (laughs) with them. And like, he gives you a sandwich or something. It's so yeah, definitely the characters in this game are the reason that I love this game as much as we didn't even talk or I didn't talk yet about the, um, the fighting mechanic and how, what did you call it, Jason? What style is it? Bullet hell, bullet hell, which apparently is a thing that existed before this. But yeah, I loved all of the like, I don't even know it was breaking the fourth wall, but breaking the kind of like standard RPG fighting of just like you use this weapon. It takes 15 HP, blah, blah, blah. But it's way more than that. And every fight being so different, especially the first couple hours, where I felt like there were very rarely repeating any sort of fighting strategy or mechanic or anything. I really that definitely kept the whole thing fresh. It was
2: really frustrating, but also, I think, very fun. Because, I mean, I do love... I didn't know that they called them bullet hell games or whatever, but I've always, I have always loved and am terrible at those kinds of games. Like at Lagbar when it's open, um, I sit at the little, like they have the little table arcade games. that has just like every game ever in it. And I sit there and I can, the game called, I think it starts with a Q, but it's kind of like a space invaders um, type game, but you can cut, it moves in like kind of a circle and you're, you're, plane ship thing moves in a circle around it and i get murdered over and over and over again and i'm terrible at it but i enjoy that mechanic i enjoy that kind of like stuff coming at you and you shooting at it or trying to dodge it and all that stuff so as much as i was terrible at it and it was extremely frustrating in this game i was also like i feel like i'm probably enjoying this more than if this weren't there yeah they're pretty (laughs) doing
1: Yeah, if it was just the standard mechanic, fighting mechanic, yeah, it would have gotten old.
2: And, like, I mean, it changes it up because you also have the the puzzles. Like, when you have to get across the ice that one time or, like, yeah. you have to flip the switches and stuff like that. So there's multiple kinds of little puzzles in it, which I thought was really fun.
1: And the flowers in the water, they all felt like puzzles that you're right. not going to get stuck in for hours.
2: Exactly, yeah.
1: <laughs> and you feel really smart when you figure it out.
2: Yeah, right? It's just enough to be, like, triumphant and be like yeah i did it without yeah. being like ah! like i never had yeah. to google one of those kinds of puzzles i had to google yeah. how to beat yeah. the like bullet hell ones sometimes but yeah. i never had to google how to beat one of the like little puzzles yeah.
4: i was
3: happy that they didn't randomize things <laughs> so if you died you could go back and get the pattern down because right. yes. i'm not one of those people that enjoys I don't know, processing large amounts of information at once and having to battle it. (laughs) So through each play and each death was like, okay, I can get to four, I can get to five, I can get to six. Like I know, you know, when to stop, when to move, how to get like past this. So that even when it was driving me crazy, I had some forward momentum and that's what made me keep going.
2: That does remind me you saying that like, so I was thinking, you know, sometimes I would be like trying to write things down and whatnot. And I sent Ben and Jason a, piece of paper that i had scribbled all over in the very beginning when you first meet papyrus and sans and it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna do all these puzzles and (laughs) this was so good and and so there's that one that you go into and he's like you know the, (laughs) the like pink can't touch blue but purple can touch yellow and all this kind of stuff and i took Copious notes, oh, no. like oh, so illegible good. So good. page of like notes trying to get all this stuff down. And then it went through and it was just the, the straight trail through. And I was like, so good. Hey, seriously.
1: Uh, that did come in handy later <laughs> in the game, though, right? Did it? Did you guys not do the actual puzzle at the end of the game? Oh, yeah, you do.
3: Oh, I didn't pass <laughs> it and it. They passed me, uh, well, you
1: but you still have you like start that? But Did you not theoretically? Do that no. Yeah, I, I started for Yeah, okay, I didn't know. I, didn't I assumed mean, that it too. was impassable, but I didn't know the pattern, so I didn't write it down. Well, oh. Yeah, I'm like,
2: <laughs> let me get that paper for you. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: if I had known you were so diligent,
2: I yeah. would have no. contacted. I'm so bad at like my memory is whatever the opposite of a steel trap is, and so mm. I was just like, oh, if I don't write this down, I'm going to be doing this forever. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. and then I was like like my thought process was like i bet ben's not even gonna have to think about it he's gonna have this all memorized in like three seconds <laughs> and then it happened. No. i was like oh
1: but yeah my well, as soon as i saw the like blue is down and and yellow is lightning or whatever i was just like Fuck that i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not writing that down it better not matter
4: <laughs> and it didn't it was
3: good yeah it's definitely this game rewards you for not yeah. focusing too hard on it yeah and that was the trick. I don't even remember those instructions. I, I remember just pressing A a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> two different people. All the fights with Metaton where you literally can't die oh. in any of them.
2: Yeah. And, you yeah, can't? Because yeah. I, like, I did not. That when I realized this was the one where you have to get to the top of the. um What is it? There's something that you're like racing to the top of.
0: And yeah, to get the f- I definitely did not make impact? it. You got a jetpack. Yeah, yeah. Like jet jet yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. racing
2: up and I did not make it. And it was like, oh, just in time. And like and then I was like, wait a minute. Then you do the trivia thing and I was like, I cannot have just gotten all of these right. Right. And then it was like, I can't remember what the oh, then there was the one that like it was counting down the bombs and it was like, You have one more bomb you need to defuse. and I had like four oh, seconds gosh, left and it was yeah. like
1: And it slows down.
2: Yeah. And it's like, okay. But it was definitely the jetpack one where I was like, hold on. Oh, I see what's happening here. You can't lose these, can you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was good.
2: Yeah, this freaking game, man. Well, now I feel
3: less good about my my process because <laughs> i was like i made it through those first ones really well and then i'm pretty sure the bomb one did slow down for me because i was like i'm pretty sure i'm not gonna make this but i made it <laughs> and now i'm upset because i thought i was doing really wow, well i
2: am uh, yeah i'm so good under pressure
4: this
3: also makes me i think i wasted a lot of food too <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah Easter.
1: that's what yeah, i did get frustrating when i kept like wasting a bunch of food eating food and then i realized that like oh i didn't need to do any of that i wish i could redo that
0: so much dog residue <clears throat> yeah so much
2: dog that's such a terrible phrase it is
0: oh it really is and and the idea of using dog residue and then there being a lot more dog residue and then something called dog salad yeah that i i don't like
2: <laughs> uh it's also i'm jumping the gun a little bit, but one of the screenshots that I took that I really like was um warning dog marriage. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I'm <was> like, What? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> okay. Uh it's just all these little things like that in the game just brought me so much so much joy.
1: Oh, speaking of romance, <laughs> the two guards.
2: Yeah, the uh oh, I have oh, that in my so screenshots good. as well.
1: I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Oh, that was such I a like, great moment. I like you,
2: bro. <laughs> oh, I
1: like. Aww. And all the way the text moves and pauses, the timing of all that is so good.
2: Yeah. So- but I, I will say, since I've been playing so much Animal Crossing and I'm used to, like, trying to rapid fire through the the dialogue yeah, with yeah, that, yeah. that you actually can do that through most of this game. But when you are in spots, like when you're watching, mm-hmm. when you're in one of those fights, you do have to, like, wait for it. And you can only advance it once they're finished. And I was just like, my timing was off and I was just like, "Whoa, oh, why can't I get through this? And I was
0: like, yeah. chill.
2: Actually, the things they're saying are quite entertaining. You should just be watching. <laughs> just don't try to skip it.
0: Oh, no. I I murdered those guards.
2: <gasps> what? You murdered the gay guards?
0: I did not know that they were in love. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, wow.
2: no.
3: Oh, geez. Wow. I washed his chest a lot, but I did not murder them. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> I was waiting for the progression and I was like, why do I keep cleaning this man? Yeah. But I had to say something Clean else. him again.
4: <laughs> uh, uh,
1: but stuff like that, the fact that we had totally different experiences with that and uh, like Toriel's chair. chair Its name is chair <laughs> Like It
4: just it seems like
1: every item and every interaction in this game had like a writer's room around
4: it. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: And I, it's just, yeah, everything, everything, and not just like everything super clever, but everything is really well thought out and the possible interactions of that thing with everyone else and every possible character or story beat seem just really, yeah, just kind of well fleshed out. So,
2: and it's funny to see that in comparison to having watched the documentaries about broken age being made. Yeah. Um, and the and obviously we liked the writing in that and it's the characters are wonderful in that and stuff too. Um, but it almost you get this kind of like too many cooks feeling For once sure. you've seen how this mm-hmm. one works, right? Like what if what if Tim Schafer had all of the skills to make a game?
4: Yeah,
2: and what game that would turn out to be? In this, you know, this guy has the skills to create an entire game from his vision. And, you know, all this stuff and you end up with this as opposed to how much harder it was to put together something with like an entire team of people having to be behind it. And it's obviously a different kind of game altogether. But it's just interesting to compare the the way those processes clearly played out.
0: That's, that's a great comparison, because um, I think Tim Schaefer does have these skills, right? Technologically. Right. Um, Story wise, like he he. Grew up, uh, got into the business doing that kind of lower-level programming work. It's
1: true. And, right. and designing yeah, stuff. So he
0: hypothetically could do all of this. And again, it's kind of the differences we pointed to again between Broken Age and Thimbleweed Park, which is that Thimbleweed leaned into that kind of the bad graphics, the the eight-bit graphics, mm-hmm. the old style, the pixel hunting, and and elevated the old things rather than trying to make them look new. Yeah. Uh, trying to make them right. feel new. And I think you know, Undertale is another story of elevating the old of trying to figure out, you know, what is so great about that? What can I do with less? Um, that You know, so the question isn't, like, could Tim Schafer do it? It's, could he stop being a manager? Right, Could yeah. he focus on something else?
2: And, and that ultimately, you know, he was, as he talks in that, about this kind of, like, is the, um, the point-and-click adventure, like, is that dead? And can we right. revive that kind of thing, right? And so the kind of doing that by making it new is the way that that kind of goes about it by bringing this into this elevated new version of this point and click adventure where, like you said, this is not trying to do that. This is, you know, this is really emulating the old, but bringing in, you know, its own humor, its own sort of modern take. But ultimately it looks exactly like it would have sounds exactly like it would have 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. One more thing I wanted to to point out because nobody's mentioned it and this is important to me is that Mm. in the Switch version, you can change the frame because the uh, screen doesn't match your screen size. So usually it's just black. I noticed that all of your screenshots were all just black. But if you look at my screenshots, you'll notice colorful docos all around the edges. Oh, yeah. That's cute.
2: (laughs) I did notice that when I was looking at your screenshots. I was like, oh, uh, it's different. And I know that, I don't know if it was in the game that it mentioned that or if I saw that somewhere while I was Googling. It
0: mentioned it in the game, I think. Okay, I, I didn't think it did
2: that. mention it in there, yeah. but my thought process was just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't do it.
0: <laughs> no, I, f- I feel like a character told me, and I was like, really? Let me check that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. nah, sure enough. I could. Where? Oh, there's, like a, there's like eight different frames I can choose. How did cool. you do that? Yeah. You, you have to go back to like the main menu. I couldn't do that. Uh, whenever you exit the game, it goes there. Yeah, I never did that. So like save and then exit. <laughs>
1: Wow. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'm a one game at a time man. Okay. There you go.
0: There you go. Very, very monogamous game. Exactly. game. exactly. Nice. Cool. I regret that decision. Good. Um, Let's move
1: oh, on. I, I have one more. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, no, we don't have to move on. Ed, go for it. Oh,
3: no, no. It's, it's nothing important. It was uh, just one of the quote or one of the things was uh, the cactus. Julie, I don't actually say this word, truly the most tsundere of plants.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's awesome. a repeated gag. And Ed, do you know what that means?
3: Like, it's coming off as a harsh or unkind or cold and then becoming, or being kind sort of thing. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and, like, and it's adorable. an anime
0: trope. Yeah. And right? It's, ah, it's, it's, so it's a Japanese word. That yeah. from, so I wasn't sure, Ben, have you heard that word before? Tsundere? No uh so yeah thanks for letting everyone
1: know that everyone had heard the word except for me by the way
0: <laughs> well i just Corey and ed are a little bit more into that particular branch of nerd culture than i thought maybe you'd be yeah
2: and, and to be fair i took a screenshot of it and then googled it afterwards i didn't okay. know. Uh,
1: there was a yeah. few Sunder sun, girls oh. in uh, doki doki
0: yes exactly doki doki is perfect for this i can't remember all the characters names but she's so mean to you at first and then it turns out she really likes you Right, or there's a, a right. kind heart underneath. There is a character, one of the enemies you battle is Sunderplane.
4: Oh, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took a
2: screenshot and I, and of that like, too.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's got a little bonnet. Like, I, I love the idea of this, this airplane, this magical girl airplane that you're fighting. <laughs> and one of the things that. <laughs> but such plane gets in the way, not on purpose or anything. I think that's was Corey's purpose, screenshot. Or... Yeah. <laughs> like, well, clearly on purpose, clearly they want attention and they're, they want to interact with me. They just don't know how to in like a kind way yet. Cause they're all little sundry. Like a cactus. Aww.
3: And there was also a, a ghost that was when you lie on the oh bed in gosh, the lab. The ghost. And then there's like, Oh, this bed looks comfortable. And so you lie in it and then a ghost shows up and its arm reaches out to you. And then it drops down and it puts the blanket over you and pats your head, which I thought was precious. Aww very that's nice oh there's very gosh. very kind oh moments gosh. in there
2: <laughs> this game feels like it was made for you ed oh
3: man i yeah, love
0: it I <laughs> so i think that's about it you guys ready to take this home yeah sir all right let's let's talk about drinks and let's sing about it
2: mm-hmm, let's drink with song this
1: game What's the drink? I can always tell. I just want to know. game
0: is 12? I will start things off, because uh, I'm not really happy about my drink choice, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, I went with Anchor Steam, because it's just so filled with nostalgia for me. It's so Bay Area. And it's, you know, a place I can't get back to. Uh, you know, living far away, living far away for, like, almost... 20 years now um wow. and it's just really nice and feels like home and this game was just such a nostalgia trip for me and i love all the references it's making i love just living here and being in this moment
1: so yeah that's what i chose that was my beer for zach mccracken
0: yay I, our first repeat. i knew we'd done, done it before it
1: but i did it so no no as long as you're not doing the same beer. Yay! <laughs> You can't have two beers for, two, or one beer for two different games. That's not logical. It can't happen. It's impossible. It's against the laws of gods and men. Exactly. Okay, so my drink, I went with very conveniently the drink I happened to be drinking as I finished the game, what which the was mm. San Pellegrino Italian sparkling drink, a pampelimo something, grapefruit. Uh, it's yeah. Italian. <laughs> it's because it's a very sweet drink. It's very light and refreshing, just like a lot of this game, but the whole thing is also pretty bitter. And it can be pretty depressing throughout. It's all obviously underground. until Except for Ed's apparently. Uh, But yeah, in a good way, though. (laughs) So it's depressing in a good way. Just like a grapefruit beverage, I thought. So,
2: yeah. That stuff is real good, too. And it's real good, yeah. Real good on ice. Anyway, Corey, what do you got? It's me.
1: It's me. I'm the host. How dare you? I'm just following the thing.
2: (laughs) He tossed me the ball. Yeah. Took it. Um, I picked a Kool-Aid burst for this uh, game because I feel like that would be, I could see myself sitting and playing this uh, as a youngster and getting like super, super into it. And also my reactions were exactly the same as when I was a kid where it was like, when I'd get stuck on something, I'd be like, Hurr! and like almost throw the the That's- controller or whatever, you know, just, Hurr! Yeah. Hurr! and like, i kept making those noises throughout it so it took me back and while we were not allowed to drink kool-aid bursts it's the kind of thing i would have liked to have been drinking while playing this like just like lying on the floor drinking a kool-aid burst playing this delightful and frustrating game
0: hey ben are those sounds going to go in the holiday episode (laughs) or just like the intro (laughs) Standard intro for all episodes now.
1: I got, like, a weird PTSD from them from a lot of conversations (laughs) I had with Corey in high school. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You could overlay it to, like, Yoshi. Yeah. Do you just see Something
2: up something? No, I just meant, like, in
1: conversations with her without any gaming at all.
2: (laughs) Do you see Ben's just, like, cringing?
0: Crosscut Ben saying things like, no, the male brain is just larger. It's science. (laughs) It's science, Corey.
3: Ed, popcorn. (laughs) All right. Uh, mine was boxed Chardonnay because (laughs) it is easy to grab quickly and enjoy. Uh, but the more I have of it, the more confused and angry I become.
1: (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) A woman of culture. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I
3: appreciate
4: this. That's a perfect uh, description.
3: (laughs) In this quarantine, I've been enjoying more boxed beverages and, uh, it felt... Very
2: appropriate for this one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's, it's just an adult juice box to circle it back to Corey's answer. Indeed.
2: Yeah, we basically picked the same thing at different stages of life. That's right. Yeah. And
3: yours yeah. yours reminds me of drinking those drinks at other people's houses, playing their consoles that we didn't have.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so my song. <laughs> was gaster's theme a theme that is not actually in the game but we listened to on this cool video that ben sent us because ben always sends us good videos and you watched it uh we both watched it this is like that's amazing do you think that i'm saying something sarcastic right you, now I'm, okay. I'm trying to pay compliments have
1: you noticed that i have been sending like hey you don't need to watch this or just watch this you've been great just watch it like 16 it. to 18 and it's about this and only watch if you're really interested in exactly yeah. what this topic is about it
2: actually just makes me feel guiltier <laughs> Why you keep on putting the little disclaimers on? It. So it's like it's just <laughs> I imagine you are like I mean it's it's okay if you don't want to. I mean like I don't I didn't want to it's it's cool guys and it's fine try to make but. your life better.
0: <laughs> ben, ben is now performing tsundere for us. If anybody oh, didn't yeah. know what it was, <laughs> <It's>
4: true, uh, <laughs> like a magical anime girl
0: that he is. Yeah, prickly but deep cactus fruit in the center no Ben, i meant it sincerely it was a, it was a great video i really enjoyed it <laughs> good uh the cactus fruit is not in the middle uh i don't know what's happening there so gaster's theme yes uh anyway we heard it in that video and i hadn't heard it before it's evidently a, a sound test you can get to through one of the rooms and uh damn, it slaps. It was really good. Yeah. It's some, um, some Undertale music that isn't in Undertale in, in a sense. So yeah, that's why I chose it. I, I liked it. Nice. Um, Alright, Ben, what you yeah, got? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk now. Okay. I went with
1: a song. Jason, see if you can guess my... Alright, you know what? I'm going to open it up to everyone. Ooh. I, I pointed what? at Jason just because Jason introduced me to this song 15 years ago, probably. Maybe more than that. But the whole idea for this song... There's a group of people rejected by society who get together and decide the only way they can survive and be happy is if they get down, get down, get down to the underground.
4: Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Hand me my nose ring. Can we be happy? Show me the mosh pit. Oh
2: man. Can we be
1: happy? We can be happy. Ding underground we get me happy underground oh Oh, man
0: one of my favorite songs of all time there is in that song this fantastic triangle ding when he says it's industrial ding and that's it that's the only moment it happens and I love it when there are musical instruments played for one single (laughs) note what you got
2: I picked the Casino Night Zone song from Sonic the (laughs) Hedgehog (laughs) (laughs) because I much like remember last time when I was talking about how sometimes when I'm playing a game the mood of it or something with music in it or something causes me to then have a different song stuck in my head right we all do that Every time I walked away from the game, I would be singing the Casino Night Zone song to myself. So I'd be like in the kitchen making a gr- grilled cheese, just like
4: <laughs>
2: and singing the Casino Night Zone song.
0: Yeah, spinesthesia
2: is is oh. what.
0: No, it's a joke. No, don't worry about it. Okay, I hear it
1: now. Like, spin with... Oh, because it's Sonic. (laughs) (laughs) Synesthesia, (laughs) but like, like spin. Like, you know. Like, you spin a record. I get it. Right right round, baby. Yeah, no, that makes sense, because it's a song.
2: Oh, the Casino Night Zone song. I feel like... Like, I love the music from this game, and I've listened to it on Spotify separately, uh, and it's just... It's so good, and it has that similar feel that... I, when I was a kid, would just go back and play that level of Sonic the Hedgehog over and over again just because I liked the music so much. And now, obviously, we live in the future, so I could just put the music on on Spotify. But it had the same effect on me where I was just like, I just want to keep listening to this. It's so good. Uh, and thus, I picked a little Sonic for us.
0: I love that music so much. Thank you so much, Corey.
2: Darren, <laughs> what so you got? Good.
3: Uh, well, I didn't realize these would be quite as amusing. <laughs> um, my song is by a group called Qua, I think. Q-U-A. Is this K-pop? Is it hip-hop? No, no, no. it's K-pop. Oh, K-pop. Also not K-pop. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it, but I decided not to. Okay. Uh, it's a song called Devil Eyes, which is a low, I don't know, a slow, electronic ditty that I enjoy, which is also very, uh, it has like a in the video an animation of these two little like stuffy friends and then one of them along the course of the video like loses its soul. Oh.
0: And then no, the other- they're adorable. They can't lose their soul. I'm <laughs> watching it right now.
3: Oh yeah, no, it gets it gets rough, man. Uh, and then the other one carries its little soulless body back up to the top Aww. of the hill that they start out like sitting at. And it's uh it kind of it made me feel like this game. But the other thing that got stuck in my how, my head, <laughs> house, uh, is <laughs> I've been around, I've been around. Nobody knows oh, who know. <laughs> so yeah. The second you told me to pick a song, that Pete and Pete track uh, oh, went yeah. into my head.
4: That's amazing. But that
3: I felt the other one a... was a little bit more appropriate.
4: But I like <laughs> that you
2: brought that Pete and Pete one back nonetheless, because...
3: Yes. <laughs> and then uh, my friend sent me a, a gift from Pete and Pete, like... Thirty minutes after I had watched that video and I was like, it's very bizarre. <laughs> we live in a simulation. <laughs> Stop reading my mind. Yes. That's awesome. Well, that is all. Yeah.
0: Jason yeah. Jason, you're hosting. All right, so let's talk about what else we are playing. Um, I
2: Wait. finished Screenshots.
4: You said yes. <laughs> That's it. It's just gonna be vegan. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. Everybody, everybody. I
0: take a lot of screen grabs. Let's start with uh, with Ed's screenshot that she just showed us all. It's the actual good ending of the game. Describe it, Ed. The podcast people can't Yay. see
3: is it. Isn't it beautiful, everyone? Uh, Are not you going to show pictures to people? Well, we'll put them <laughs> In up, The things that they yeah, click on? All right, fine. Yes, yes, but I will I will give a, a verbal description. Uh, it is the all of your friends having come up from the underground as the barrier was broken, and they're all watching the sun rise or set. And there's mountains and a castle, and you're all shadows, and you're looking out into the future. The the great beyond that you know, get to enjoy oh. above the the underground. <laughs> above the underground. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> uh, on there was, land, only there was I guess. Some I don't word
0: for the above <laughs> the, the underground. The
3: above space.
0: Okay. Shush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you sound like a Morlock.
3: Morlock. Is that from That's not oh, part man. of my nerd?
0: <laughs> I hate myself so much. It's the, the Demolition Man? No, it's the underground people from H.G. Wells, the time traveler.
2: Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, isn't that Time oh, Machine dude. or one of those action yeah. Time machine, yeah <laughs> it's it's like, I just haven't heard that word. Well played, since well played. Reading that in seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> it,
0: it is like one of the above people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that's exactly how she said it, too.
0: <laughs> she did with oh. an ah, at the end. Oh. Uh, yeah. uh, Corey, take us on a tour.
2: My favorite thing about the screenshots in this game is that everything in here is so memeable. Like, there's so many screenshots Mm. I took and I was like, oh, this is absolutely a meme. And I've been posting some of them on the Instagram bit by bit. For example, there's one of Papyrus uh, yelling, I'll be at home being a cool friend. And so I feel like that is very applicable to uh, what you say to people that you see going out during quarantine when they shouldn't be uh (laughs) at home being a cool friend i like um there's one of uh toriel saying um how about an exciting snail fact while trying to change the subject from uh (laughs) from something that i i guess am asking her about there are several that reminded me of you guys because in my head uh jason is um papyrus and ben is sans Uh, there's (laughs) there's one of them where it's just sans and it says isn't my brother cool (laughs) It was like
4: (laughs) (laughs) like,
2: such a supportive young thing did you guys ever see several years ago there was a video of this cat uh, and it was like kind of pestering a guy who's inside his house and the narration is in French and so the guy is doing the cat's voice in French and it keeps being like umma like, and it's basically being like, "Go let me inside. It's like that, but in French. So every time I read someone saying human, I was reading it like this French cat. Uh, so, <laughs> it's, for example, Oma, please enjoy this spaghetti <laughs> um, amongst That's them. That's awesome. But there's also like uh, one of the ones that I took. It says, what do you think of that? And you have the option of saying very helpful or it's bad. Yes. I feel like that is (laughs) uh, very useful on the internet as well. And there's just like so many of them like that. Oh, this is a great one for uh, anytime someone has a bad Tinder date. uh, It says a garbage can, but it's pretty cute.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> yep
2: like, there's just Aww. so so many you reminded
0: me that i want to start a dating app called Sunder.
2: yes <laughs> please do or this incredibly relatable one the chat is gonna be terrible <laughs> this, is, this is a really good relatable one after a great meal i like to lie on the ground and feel like garbage
4: mm, yep amen.
2: <laughs> or thanks for stepping on my face here's the three gold <laughs> After, you can't see that, the three gold for the fairy. That was one of my favorite jokes the entire time. Where it's like basically. That's another
0: good tender use. <laughs> right? yeah, true. So basically, in the I game, there's a point enough. at
2: which you meet this little character, and a dialogue box comes up and it says, Three gold for the fairy, yes or no? And then you say yes, and you take this fairy. And then once you get off, it says, Thanks for stepping on my face. Here's the three gold the exact reversal of what you expect to have happened and it's delightful (laughs) Um, so yeah and then there's the one i posted today that says i am a ghost that lives inside a demi to which i said same (laughs) it's just it's so memeable this whole game the screenshots are delightful and that was why i liked taking screenshots throughout this i have like yeah probably 200 screenshots wow yeah what about you guys ben molly
1: (laughs) tell us of your images I have three that I centered it on, but yeah, I took, I think 60 screenshots of this <laughs> game and a lot of them coincide with the ones you posted. Because nice. There was some hilarious <laughs> moments for sure. But, uh, one of my favorite encounters with, was with, and I had to look her name up, Shiren, which was like, kind of like the mermaid dragon lady oh, yeah. with the terrible voice. <laughs> but if you kept singing with her, you had more and more fans and you hum with her and she would hum back. And finally you're like playing local shows and you keep humming and then you sell out arenas. You feel like a rock star, and you keep humming. And then you like you quit doing it for the love of the music, and you do it for the love of the money. And your band breaks up, and you go through this whole like rock star arc. It's fantastic. <laughs> I don't even remember how it ends, but I took a couple screenshots of that because I just loved that whole thing. <laughs> um, and then of course, Heat's Flamesman.
2: Heat's Flamesman.
1: <laughs> I had to take your, I had to take a screenshot of Heat's Flamesman because you had to remember his name. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But. But all you had to do was
0: say that you remember. (laughs) That
4: was was so good.
1: (laughs) So good. Every like 15 minutes, I'd be like, "What was that guy's name?" Flame. He he's flame. I got. it. Okay, I got it. I gotta remember it. And then like two (laughs) hours later or whatever, did you remember my name? Yes or no? And you just click. It's so good.
2: Uh, (laughs) It's like honestly, like what? There's no way that you could have to remember it because what uh, you never have an option to like type something in.
1: You do. Do you? Against X
2: oh okay never mind lies which i got right did <laughs> anyone
1: else get that right what was it i it's what what is Metaton asks you when she turns into Metaton ex i think is her name mm-hmm. and she's like what is your favorite feature about or what is what is Mediton ex's best feature yeah and if you and i said her legs she was like <laughs> oh. throwing those around if any of, part of your answer includes the word legs then you win i said which,
3: everything uh, yeah. <laughs> i thought there was a time constraint i didn't think hard oh yeah <laughs> well <true>. done
1: <laughs> i love the fact that you get the weird like it's totally throws you out of the game because you get like the switch keyboard in yep. the middle of the game that I, yeah up.
3: they're like good luck on that, that uh, keyboard
1: <laughs> and the other one was which i think this is the person you told us about way early on jason which was the burger not burger pants burger pants Bur- <laughs> was that the guy's name burger pants yes <laughs> well, the, the restaurant at the resort uh where basically when you I love his it was so red and stimpy, all of his animations yes. and faces. Uh but his reaction to when you're like, sell, because of course it's an yes. RPG and you can buy and sell from everyone. Yeah. And so it's all in parentheses and he has just has a nervous face and says why is this person trying to sell me something? This is a hamburger restaurant. I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you can only sell to one person in the whole game. I think it's in Temmie Village.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. They give yeah, you these ridiculous like reactions whenever <laughs> you try to sell stuff. No, like no, that's not like, the kind this, of joint I run I mean
1: restaurant.
3: Completely valid reaction. Yeah. Yes. Totally, but <laughs> For the, for the general type of this game.
1: <laughs> right. This is a motel. Why are you selling me something? Yeah,
0: yeah cool. I think Burger Pants might have had some of the best quotes there of the game. I loved that interaction so and much. And with the two people um, outside,
1: just going back and forth between them. Yes. Yeah, that was good. Yes.
0: Um, so I, I uh, want to talk about my screenshot of Braddy and Caddy. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> were also phenomenal characters. And the screenshot I chose is Braddy saying, Come on, Caddy, don't you have any standards? And Caddy's saying, nope. <laughs> um, and I just, I just love them. Can I yeah. just say uh, how much <laughs> of
2: this, too, is about how you read them? Like, yes. because, so, like, you don't, they don't have voices aside from those two very short things that we learn about in that video. But everything is about how you choose to read what they are saying. Yeah. The <laughs> emphasis you put on it and how you, yeah. So that's kind of what's fun about it, too, is that. Imagining it read the way you just said it is infinitely funnier than, you know, some other way you could have read the same thing. Like, just, nope. Okay.
4: Yeah, it's <laughs> just it uh, makes a big difference
2: how you choose to read these characters.
0: Right, the other screenshot I chose is just from the the date with Papyrus, yes. and it's it's got the tension meter as things I are going, it. the the romantic tension that's happening between you and Papyrus. I, I really wish I could remember the context to this, but Papyrus says, "You see, <laughs> I too can wear clothing." And I, I love papyrus. And Corey, you're right. That sounds like something I would say.
4: I'm telling uh-huh.
0: you. I bested you. I too. I liked his, his secret cool clothes. Yes. Oh
1: so cool. What do you like? Yes. What do you think of my secret style? And he just has his arms are basketballs, he has a backwards hat on and he has a tank top on that says cool dude.
0: Yes, he does. And you can oh, either so do I love it
1: or I hate it.
0: Oh, I love it. How could you not? So good. So what else have we been playing? Um, yeah. I finished Persona 4. Uh, I told you I'd been playing it. Oh, it was 85 smoke. hours, I think, that I spent on it. Um, it was wow. very, 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 very good.
3: <laughs> I was a fan of it. So two times as long as this
0: game? Yeah. You played it differently than <laughs> This would be more than 10 times as long as this yeah. game. Wow. No, for sure. Okay, good. Wow. Yeah.
4: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, and so then I promptly just picked up Trails of Cold Steel 1. Cause it was on sale and it's like a 70 hour game and wow. it's the, the first of the second series of a spin-off of a meta series of a sequel to a series that ended in the nineties. It's like complex. I was kind of like iffy on it, I was like, it's kind of fun. It's very anime. It's, it's cool. I like the battle, whatever. I'm not sure if I want to plug 60 hours into it. And then I went to bed and I spent all night dreaming about it. Oh, wow. like that I, weird. it was amazing. And it's all <laughs> I can think about now. And I really like it. It's fun nice i'm bored with that corey what are you playing
2: uh animal crossing uh, <laughs> this is you know i'm not playing it to the extent that i was when it first came out uh, i've figured out how to have a life as well but the one thing that is really nice is um i've started playing it and listening to audiobooks at the same time
1: 235
2: hours that's what it says i've played yes that's bananas.
0: And all she's doing is going around <laughs> trying to sell plants to people and seeing what she can get and saying, turn up for what? Turn up for what? Um,
2: that does remind Thank me, you. though, I did read a thing about how um, people are getting banned on Facebook because they're talking about selling weeds in Animal Crossing. <laughs> and you are not allowed to talk about selling weed on Facebook, and the Facebook algorithm does not wow. know the difference. So this has become, like, a big problem where Animal Crossing groups have to be like, hi, don't say that in here. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I've listened to, like, as a result, I've listened to, like, seven or eight audiobooks in the past, you know, couple wow. weeks, just playing the game and listening to all kinds of stuff, listening to This Changes Everything by Nomi Klein right now, listened to a couple other things, so... This has been, uh, been kind of nice. I've just been playing Animal Crossing and doing that, and it feels like I'm See, actually I'm, multitasking. That's awesome.
0: See, I've been reading books while listening to K.K. Slider. Oh, so, like, you know, just different strokes, Ooh. different books. <laughs> uh, Aaron, what have you been doing?
3: Oh, my word. Uh, I have been also playing Animal Crossing while watching Korean variety shows. Of course.
0: As one does. And,
3: uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> I just kind of prop it up right Below the TV and test my uh, listening comprehension. <laughs> uh, also, Mario Odyssey is about to be done. So good,
0: I really like Mario
3: Odyssey. I know I don't want it to end. There's so
0: much post game though to get all those little stars and trinkets and costumes and everything.
3: That's true. That's true. There's more. There's more bits after that. But um, I've been stuck in the same place it.
2: in Mario Odyssey for a very long time. So
3: is it the food place? I don't know. It's. Like the colorful food islands, Cause I got uh, I don't even think them. it's Maybe. like
2: that far. I think it's like this, like sandy part or something. It's like very early on. I just could not get out, and I yeah. <laughs>
0: My five-year-old asked me the other day if I would start it over again because uh, she was oh, watching me play through it, huh. and I was like, "It's really long. <laughs> yeah. I, don't like, know. I don't know." <laughs> I don't <think> so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Let's get back to Final Fantasy 13. Oh, that's the other thing. I'm still playing Final Fantasy oh. 13 with Final the kids Final Fantasy they like
3: 14. It. Oh. Yeah. oh, so good. So good. Nice. Are you playing Seven? Anyone playing Seven? I don't have a place. I'd like
0: to, but I'm going to wait till it goes on sale.
3: I need to get the whole console in <laughs> the game, and yeah. it feels just frivolous to do it for one game.
0: Well, there's a new console coming out in like six months. So wait till Exactly.
3: Then. Yeah. So I'll hold out.
0: All right. Ben, what you got? Uh,
1: I have only the only other game I've been playing was Unravel 2.
2: Yay! <laughs> Hannah and
1: I played that some. We, oh. She told me she liked it. Okay. But we only played it one night. So we'll play it again. I'll pitch it to her, see if she wants to play again. We'll see. But yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, really, I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. Um, and then the other thing that took most of my time this month was playing a lot of music because I decided to write a song a day or like a ditty a day for 37 days. And in there, which was mainly just to like challenge myself to like get better at like writing music and my workflow for writing music within logic. But within that, I the one thing I did want to kind of promote is Joey Clift. Do we talk about this on the, I don't think so. Uh, Joey Clift, a comedian decided to basically redo Sufjan Stevens project of doing one album per state. Sufjan did Michigan and nice. in Indiana and then he just quit cause he's scared. Right? Yes, he's <laughs> just, a coward. He's a coward. <laughs> So Joey Cliff took this idea and decided to crowdsource while so many people have this free time right now to crowdsource all 50 states and Puerto Rico and D.C. And there might be others coming as well. But yeah, they've released 40 of the states so far. The other wow. fifth or 12 or whatever are coming, I believe, next week, probably by the time this posts. Uh, and I've, I've tweeted about it. Maybe we'll have Mulp tweet about it as well. But I was able to do a song about uh, Indiana on the Indiana album, which was released yesterday. Oh, and wow. then I did, a, which is all about Larry Bird. <laughs> And,
3: and not Leslie. Nope.
1: Uh, no, I know. Oh. I almost did about Ron Swanson, but I was already halfway uh, through writing the lyrics for Larry Bird. I'd okay. done a bunch of research. So I was like, okay, I got to stick with Larry. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one I did um, I on, I was given Rhode Island. I was assigned that. Okay. Which shocker. It was hard to do an album about Rhode Island. They needed uh, more people yeah. to take. So I did it about, and it was Jason's pitch, which was a, the ballad of Anne Hutchinson. And nice. I had, that's awesome. Emily Tiller ended up doing the uh, the vocals and guitar for it, and she just kicks ass and has an amazing voice, and so it ended up being really good. Yay. Yeah, it's, it's haunting. You should listen to it. It's, it's really, really good. good. Awesome. Yeah. So, and it's I'm about it's about educational. It. Nice. But the re- the hours of research I did were educational. The song isn't super educational.
0: <laughs> I want to add one more uh, thing I've been playing. I just played keep talking and nobody explodes uh, with some friends, uh, oh, nice. which I'd so heard about, good. but I'd never played. Ben, have you played it? No, I just heard about it. Oh, OK. So um, it, you usually play it in person and you each have a phone and on one of your phones is the bomb defusal manual. And the oh, other one has a bomb. I played that. It's, oh,
2: and okay. you can play it in um, VR. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's really good um, over uh, Zoom or Hangouts or whatever, you know, nice. to play with friends far away because, you know, there's no cheating, right? Uh, <laughs> right. They can't see your phone. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it adds another layer because you can't hear them all that well. <laughs> and I think it's actually closer to what the idea of the game is, is that somebody's calling you in and helping you defuse a bomb. Yeah, so, that game's super uh, fun, actually. It's great. It's great. Uh, it costs like 10 bucks. You can each get it on your phone nice. um, and then just trade off who does it. But we had a blast playing with friends uh, tonight, so I recommend it. Um, we have already picked our next game. Yeah.
2: Games. Uh,
0: we decided to look at early, early LucasArts, the first two LucasArts games released. Rescue on Fractalis and Ballblazer. Um, Ballblazer is like kind of uh, soccer with um, rocket cars. Uh, oh, it's Rocket League uh, with worse graphics. Nice. Um, yeah. And, and uh, Rescue, yeah, it really is Rocket League. Wow, that's wild. And Rescue <laughs> on Fractalis is this game that as you play it, you will just be kind of blown away that it came out on an Atari. Uh, in terms of the graphics and procedural generation flight sim where you rescue people and shoot other things. And, um, there's like aliens that attack you and stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, how do you play these? Um, well, you go buy yourself an Atari or a Sinclair, uh, Spectrum ZX or, you know, something along those lines that came out for a bunch of stuff, maybe an Amiga or you find some ways around it. Uh, I heard that there's a guy online with a trench coat who sells ROMs. So maybe talk to him.
1: <laughs> if Yeah, if you're looking for ways to play it, just DM us and we'll figure out a way. If you do just want to get a taste of it, you can just search play Rescue on Fractalis or play Ballblazer in whatever search engine you please. And there's a bunch of just emulations within your browser that you can play. And you probably can't like save it or do anything that we'll try to do with our ROMs. But I don't know how fun the games will be to play for more than like 10 minutes anyway uh so that might be a good way to just kind of like dip your toe in to dip your beak yep. in is that jay is that what you said earlier
0: dip, dip your beak exactly uh yeah. ball blazer is a little bit rough uh especially because it's two player so if you don't have somebody next to you playing with you it, it's going to be kind of a weird experience but i uh definitely took the ball and kicked it into the gold and was like yep Nice. effective uh my <laughs> opponent did nothing nice. uh it's perfect so yeah let's uh we got no news this week so we're gonna send you out uh you can catch up with us on our website menoflowmoralfiber.com. you can find us on twitter instagram and facebook uh always email us m-o-l-m-f pod at gmail.com nice. and please check out our patreon patreon.com slash m-o-l-m-f now more than ever during these difficult times um don't give your money to food banks to wow. front-line workers, give it to the essential workers <laughs> podcasters who are at home and mildly bored um,
2: okay calm down Amanda Palmer
0: <laughs> 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 oh if only her husband had been a Patreon subscriber <laughs> then he could have found out too that they were getting into divorce uh, so anyway <laughs> um, until next time I have been Ben I will be Jason I don't know what just happened and I'm Aaron And I'm I'm a a mighty mighty pirate. pirate. No. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm literally going to make out with a fish. Come on, Aaron, let's get out of here. See you next month.